We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda, whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. IB Nation Sports Talk. We're up and rolling. He's Ryan Roberts. I'm Sean Styers. We are, uh, tell you what, we're a day away from Valentine's Day. It's uh, it's very exciting, sweeping the nation. Who knew that there was a, a holiday where you could go out and buy cards and candy and, you know, go out to dinner and spark the economy, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> or, or Sean, or you can just be a you can be a great husband and just treat every day like Valentine's Day because you're I know, right? Earth, you know, yeah. I guess that's very true. I guess that's very true. Uh, the the expectations are high tonight. DK jumping in saying tonight's show better be twice as good to make up for the fact that there is no show tomorrow. DK, we're you know again we're giving you the opportunity to to go out and be a sweetheart to that special <laughs> someone. We, we, we strive we strive to be the best version of ourselves every day dk and so we're giving you the time tomorrow to be the best husband that you are or why i don't know i don't know i don't know your status but if you are you're giving me the opportunity <laughs> that's right do you have any big valentine's plans tomorrow ryan nah man i got two kids under three so um the it's... valentine's day plans is i'm sending this is I'm, why you well, need valentine's plans <laughs> well well sean i i do have some flowers being delivered to my wife's work so that'll be a good start to the day hopefully she doesn't i know she doesn't listen to the podcast so i can air this out but yeah so we got flowers getting delivered man i'm probably going to pick up some steaks from the grocery store and make a nice nice romantic dinner at home because it's gonna be a little tough getting the, the uh because we're going out we're actually going out thursday nights with some friends okay. so babysitters back-to-back nights was not going to be in the cards unfortunately yeah seeing like we've done in the past because of work and stuff like that we've done like valentine's thing on the weekend or whatever it's a little different this year since valentine's is right in the middle of the week on wednesday and it was also Super Bowl weekend, and I was 
in Tallahassee on Saturday for basketball. So it's, you know, like it, it kind of messed everything. You've been busy, man. You've, yeah. you've been busy. You've been very busy. We we actually have a three o'clock reservation tomorrow because, <laughs> because you know, it's like, oh, we're going to do a three o'clock dinner. I get because I was a little late to the party knowing that the, that we were taking tomorrow off. So, uh, um, so it was, so it was either three o'clock or nine o'clock. There was, there was yeah, no exactly. in between on the reservations. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And we actually were going to just go sit at the bar, which we don't mind doing and we'll do a lot and but they said uh the, this particular place said nope no bar on valentine's oh, day which i find crazy very odd like what you're literally just going to rope off the bar and not let anyone sit there because it's valentine's day that doesn't seem to make a whole lot of sense yeah but, that's a little weird man they you know sean they they should just give this entire week off to everyone because we had super bowl rolling into the monday and then we I know. valentine's day man it should just been a whole week off of work and I that's not a, that that's it's not a shot at IB. That's a shot at this country, yeah. right? Give everybody tomorrow's this is tomorrow. And I've, and I've got the, get it, someone brought it up again today. Tomorrow is Ash Wednesday. I don't know what that has to do with anything. It's not like, do people take Ash Wednesday off? I've never known. It's like, usually people just show up with the ashes on their forehead on, you know, at work on Ash Wednesday. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, Brent, Jesse will be here in, uh, in just a little bit. He'll be rolling in for rapid fire in a little bit so you will have your opportunity you two to butt heads go head to head you know brent uh brent's very feisty for a team who you know lost this weekend he really wants to mix it up with jesse i think he wants to have the the brock purdy discussion oh so, he's a san francisco 49ers he's a 49ers got fan. it oh, yep. okay all right all right i know it's a good game man It was a good game at least i mean i know it doesn't it doesn't make it any wor- better for you as yeah. a fan but I mean, it was a really good football game, honestly. So it was. I mean, it entertained the rest of us. It's yeah. <laughs> like I've kind of said this about the Cowboys on Thanksgiving. Like, why should I have to sit there and wrench my gut every, you know, like every Thanksgiving day, hoping that they're going to to win or at least not be completely embarrassing for the sake of everyone else's entertainment? And that's <laughs> kind of how the Super Bowl is. If your team's not like, if your team is in it. Obviously, yep. it's great if they win, but if not, you're just you're you know you're entertaining America is what you're doing. And I thought, it, just like you, like the you know most of regulation wasn't necessarily the most exciting, but the defense has played great, and you get a yep. Super Bowl that goes to overtime and goes right down to the final play the way it did. And that's that's a great Super Bowl. It's all you can ask for. Well, you know what's the worst sometimes, Sean, is like I didn't even mind that it was a defensive battle back and forth throughout most of the game because it was legitimately just really good defense, mm-hmm. right? I mean, like I remember I'm a Rams fan, so unfortunately the Rams New England Super Bowl a few years ago where it was like nine to three or whatever the heck Ugh. that game was, it yeah, was disgusting. That was really <clears throat> but that was more just bad offenses than it was really good defenses. Like uh-huh. this game, it was like San Francisco's defense was playing their butts off. You were Kansas City's defense had been playing great all year. They were number two ranked defense in all of the NFL this year. I mean, like it was more really good defense than bad offense, I thought. And then the offenses kicked it into overdrive in the fourth quarter and then in overtime, obviously. So it was good. Right. It was good. 13 to 3. I'm sorry. My my apologies, DK. My apologies. I try I, I try know. to throw that one out of the memory bank, man. Like that was the worst Super Bowl I've ever watched in my entire life, especially as a fan. That was terrible. I bet. Yeah for sure. Well, let's get to the meat and potatoes of this show. We uh, we teased this a little bit yesterday. Vince and I talked about 
Chris O'Leary leaving, going to join Jim Harbaugh's staff with the Los Angeles Chargers. And I promised that with you coming on tonight, we would spin it toward the recruiting side of things. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to get a little bit more into the recruiting impact of Chris O'Leary leaving. So let's let's start off. How how important 2025 class is obviously next. How important is safety recruiting in this 25 class, do you think? I mean, it was it was arguably the most important position comparative to what it had been previously because the 2023 and 2024 classes, I've talked about this a ton on on IB Nation uh, uh, on Irish Breakdown podcast, Sean, but 2023, you ended up getting two good safeties in Adon Schuler and Ben Minnick, but everybody knows the Peyton Bowen fiasco. Everybody knows Brandon Hillman obviously not being able to get into school, and then he ends up in Michigan. And then 2024 was like, you got a really good player in Bronte Johnson out of the state of Indiana, but otherwise it was like your process was so bad. Like you just missed on so many different players, and it was just like, you knew Chris O'Leary was a good coach, a really good coach potentially, but mm-hmm. was he going to be a good recruiter? I mean, it was just a headache to understand that question, right? And then 2025, you fast forward, and you're like, this one is kind of a – don't call it make or break, but it was a very, very important one for Coach O'Leary to show that he has that recruiting upside and that recruiting ability to go along with being a good coach. And he got off to a fantastic start, man. Yeah. I mean, you're sitting here with Ivan Taylor and Ethan Long and then still in a good position with Jadon Blair. Like, you're in a great spot in 2025 safety recruiting. And then, Sean, as soon as he starts answering those questions as far as how high of an impact recruit, uh, impactful recruiter he could be, He's gone. <laughs> and, it's, and then you're like, wow, you meant from a year before this to being like, dang, I don't know if anybody ever wants to come play safety for this team. Like, it, it's just really strange. There's a weird vibe to dudes want to come play safety for Chris O'Leary. But now we need to worry about, are they going to stay now that Chris O'Leary is gone to the NFL? Like, it is just right. such a strange offseason compared to last year. Right. And there, there, there are two commitments and another one – you know, you you just mentioned all three names, two commitments that they have, another one they're working on. So let's let's kind of work through those guys a little bit. And you know, we got we got our our smart guys, you know, telling you like Anthony, if you if you join the boards, this information would be available. But not everyone is on the boards. Some people yeah. just like the podcast, you know, they they show up for the show. We appreciate well, everyone showing up for the show, yeah. but we've got to let everyone know that's why we're doing this. Well, and and Sean, I mean, he is correct in that boards.irishbreakdown.com, you would have had all this information yesterday, but that is the that is why you sign up for the message board to be ahead of the curve by a day right. and a half. But we have we have to right. enlighten the people on all the latest endeavors here on the podcast, obviously. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. 
And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. So how about Ethan Long? Connecticut guy. He's been committed yep. to Notre Dame. It, is, is the commitment, do you feel like it's still strong? right now with with O'Leary leaving it's an interesting one because he's actually the newest member of the 2025 class at safety he committed early in January right so he's kind of the new guy of the commits comparative to him and Ivan Taylor but Sean honestly I before I even talked to Ethan in my mind I was just like Ethan's not going anywhere man he's not because and he's out of Greenwich, Connecticut, for people that don't follow recruiting too well. He goes to Brunswick School out there. But he was a player that he did the process, how you typically see processes go as far as he went to visit everywhere. He let the process play out. He didn't rush the decision. And I think he made the decision based upon every part of the pitch, which was a great thing, right? The 4 for 40 was important to him. The coaching relationships he had was very important to him. The campus life was very important to him. All those factored in for Ethan Long. So all of that to say is I didn't think it was going to be an issue. And then coming out of the conversation with Ethan, it's not an issue, man. I mean, like he reaffirmed the commitments. I put out a story yesterday where, I mean, he, I, without even asking him, Sean, he's like, dude, I'm locked in. Like, like I'm good. You know what I mean? Like he's, okay. he's good because his, his basically his story was, I love coach O'Leary. We had a great conversation on the phone when he was before it got announced publicly, and it and he got emotional on that call, obviously, because he had been growing this relationship with Coach O'Leary for over a year. Like he had had that type of relationship with him, obviously. But despite that, Ethan had told me that the relationships he has with Marcus Freeman, Al Golden, there's trust there. He trusts Coach Freeman, what he's building, what Al Golden is building on the defensive side of the football. He loves Notre Dame, man. Well, and that's, so, you know, that's no that's part of the, this is obviously, you know, been said to death, I think, it, but by now it's pretty obvious. But when BK was here, the way the head coach was involved was a lot different than the way the head coach is involved with Marcus Freeman right now. So even though the position coaches may sort of be, you know, that first point of contact, Marcus Freeman is still in this process, mm-hmm. trying to develop relationships yep. with all of these guys along the way, not just the position coach. That's why it's always so reassuring for Notre Dame recruiting, especially on the defensive side of the football, because Marcus Freeman, I think maybe he, I don't want to say overdo it because that's not the right term, <laughs> but like he, he pushes himself to the brink, Sean, as far as I time mean, management, man, like he's got all these flights that were going on in, in December, right? Like he, <laughs> He talks to everyone, man, and every one of these kids that commit to Notre Dame, 
you never hear a single one of them say, don't that don't mention a great relationship with Marcus Freeman, right? They, they, they talk to him regularly, that he's been paramount in, in selling Notre Dame football and, and all those miscellaneous things. Coach Freeman is very heavily involved, and he was very heavily involved in Ethan Long. We also can't discount Chad Bowden in this one as well. Chad was a guy that I know was very high on Ethan as well for since the beginning, you know, since they first got him on camp so, to camp at Notre Dame, not this past offseason, the offseason before. So, yeah, I, I think that for me, like, the other relationships was important. And this is why you do do tandem recruiting, right? Like, it, the teams that just one recruiter talks to uh, – one coach talks to a recruit, and that's it. That's who really loses pro team players, yeah. right? And Especially this time of year because, yeah. I mean, just look at look at how deep this coaching cycle has gone because of these, you know, yes. different, different jobs moving here, yeah. sort of, you know, sort of late in the process once the semester's already started. And every, every school has decommitments. I mean, like Notre Dame ha has had two already in the 2025 class that were once committed and no longer committed to the class, right? But for the most part, wh why do people decommit from classes, Sean? I mean, typically, right? It's because for, it's because a lot of times players only worry about the relationship that they have with their position coach. Mm -hmm. I know we always say, and this is a cliche, but it, it, it I believe it though is that you should commit for a school, not a coach. I, I agree with that. I do. But in reality, right. that's not the case a lot of times, right? Players yeah. follow coaches all the time. It happens. But the thing about Notre Dame is that a lot of players that do – most players that commit to Notre Dame are committing for a much larger vision than just their relationship with one coach. It, it's yeah. a lot larger than that. So that's why I think that probably when you compare Notre Dame to a lot of other schools – the decommitments are on the lower side as far as like percentages and total numbers, because for the most part, if you're committing to Notre Dame, you're committing to a lot bigger than just a coaching relationship. It's the right. four for 40. It's the degree. It's playing football at the highest level. It's being on TV every week. Like all those types of things fold into this pitch overall. Right. All right. So what about uh, the other commit Ivan Taylor? Where, where are they with him right now? <clears throat> So you're good. Uh, it, you're in a good place with Ivan Taylor. This one, it's so funny because Ivan Taylor in a vacuum, Sean, like he does not, like he doesn't worry me in the sense of he's not a kid that made an impulsive decision. Like this is one where he was on board. His family was on board. Everybody loves Notre Dame. They really do, right? So when it happens, I will, I didn't go to the impulse of, oh, he's going to decommit, blah, 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 blah. Like some people are probably jumped into those conclusions. But it does make you semi-worried in his case because he had, he had about as good a relationship as I've ever seen of a player to a coach. I literally interviewed him multiple times. Chris O'Leary was the first name out of his mouth every single time. Then I had... His father, Ike Taylor, played with the Steelers, and Danielle Taylor, his his mom, on there. And Sean, no BS. I ask, why Notre Dame? You know, like a very bro broad, random question. Well, not random, but very broad question. Very broad. And the yeah. first thing out of both of their mouths was the relationship he has with Chris O'Leary is unreal. Like they're like best friends. They have this like just crazy relationship, this incredible bond. So out of so comparative to Ethan Long, I was slightly more worried about Ivan than I was about Ethan, to be honest with everybody, right? To be full transparent. But after talking to Ivan, he also, I'm in, man. Like, I'm good. 
He's, I think he's firm in his commitment because, again, it wasn't just about Chris O'Leary. If you know his mom, Danielle, very, very religious person that loves Notre Dame, just loves it. His dad is infatuated with the Notre Dame culture, Marcus Freeman. They have family supports, and then Ivan also loves the program himself. So I think you're solid with Ivan. This, this was definitely one where – I honestly just felt bad for him, to be honest with you. Like, I was checking in with him multiple times, not because I thought he was going to decommit, because I thought he was wavering, any of that stuff. It's because he had a great relationship with the guy. And we really lose focus of that sometimes, where it's like, he had a great relationship with Chris O'Leary. I thought he was okay, right? Like, it, it's almost like losing a friend, isn't it? Like, a little <laughs> bit. It's it's a little yeah. tough, man. But ultimately, do I think Ivan Taylor's solid to Notre Dame? Yes. Do I think he ends, stays in the class? Yes. Do I think he ends up signing with Notre Dame? Yes, I believe all those things right now. I have no reason to believe that he wouldn't at this point. Okay, so then the third guy, not committed yet, but someone that they have obviously been talking to quite a bit. He's got a, a uh, an official visit planned for June, I believe, yep. and that is Jadon Blair. So where does things stand with Blair right now? Man, he's one of my favorites recruits in this class, regardless of if he ends up with Notre Dame or not. 6'4", 180 plus pounds. He is out of Winston-Salem, North Carolina, Mount Tabor High School. Sean, it's hard to watch him sometimes and be like, man, that looks like Kyle Hamilton. Like it does, man. Like he moves <laughs> like that. He's incredibly long. He's a difference maker. Number, I think he's like top 30 player by at least one platform in 2025. And you are correct. He is visiting Notre Dame June, June 7th through 9th is his official visit. And there's already three players locked in to official visits that weekend. Like that's going to be a huge weekend for Notre Dame overall. Despite Notre Dame having two safeties in the class already and having another corner in Creed Thomas that I believe could also play safety eventually if he, if Notre Dame wanted him to, they are pushing hard for Jadon Blair. He's a player that they want very much. I would say as of now, if I'm just talking about just kind of his recruitment in general, Notre Dame and Penn State are probably the two top schools for him. They're fighting back mm -hmm. and forth with him to get him out of the state of North Carolina. Now, things were in a great spot. Great spot. Had a great relationship with the coaching staff. Chad Bowden, Marcus Freeman, Chris O'Leary. Really likes Notre Dame. The minute he visited for the first time, I think it really changed his perspective on Notre Dame. Like, I think he liked Notre Dame. I think when he got on campus, he started to love Notre Dame. Like, I, I think that that's kind of what happened there. Now, where are things... He full transparency. He said, I'm to be completely honest with you. This is something that I'm going to have to evaluate. I'm going to have to take a step back and I'm just going to kind of have to let things happen a little bit. He's not in a rush. So it's not a, like, this is over type of situation, right? Because he's going to take his official visits. Then he's going to commit sometime most likely in July is kind of the timeline for Jadon Blair. He says, he told me that when Chris O'Leary was about to announce the whole coaching staff basically had called Jadon Blair and told him, dude, you we want you, whether Chris O'Leary is here or not, we want you a part of this. Class. And he has a great relationship with Coach Freeman. Great, great relationship with Chad. So all that to say, Sean, is that it's one of those situations where the next few weeks are going to be so vital to this recruitment. You had so much momentum with Jadon Blair. Losing Chris O'Leary potentially halts that a little bit. So now this is up to Mike Mickens. This is up to Marcus Freeman. This is up to Al Golden, the defensive staff, to make Jadon Blair feel wanted and to continue to improve their relationships because I still believe Notre Dame can win this in the end. It's a blip in the radar, 
But as long as they develop a great relationship and continue to push for him heavy and then knock that official visit out of the park, I think they still have a good chance with the talented safety out of North Carolina. Okay. All right. Well, that's very good news then. So so Brent asked, he said, Ivan Taylor decommitted, but Ryan sold on him staying in the class. That's what I'm not sure where that comes from. Is um, that anything? Unless, so, unless something just broke and I am completely unaware of it, which I will, I will check <laughs> here. But I, I hope that Brent is messing with me because that is not at all what I believe has happened. So give me 10 seconds here, Sean. This is sure. how you stole on a podcast to make sure that. Uh, yeah. So, no, that is not at all true. The only thing I see is him ver- continuing to verify. And my last, relation- my last conversation with him an hour ago was that he is still in the class. And that is no okay. issue there. So, I don't okay. know where that came from, Brent. Brent, stop yeah. messing with me, man. Don't do that. To- Especially when I'm on a podcast. Like, come on, dude. Don't do that with me right now. Obviously, Joe's right. So, if Mike Mickens does indeed end up being in charge of the entire secondary what do you think this ultimately means you know for the recruiting of of both positions both the safeties and the cornerbacks going forward i i mean i think the familiarity is big for a lot of recruits because i think the good the thing is too sean is that like for i'm gonna use Jadon blair as an example Jadon knows mike mickens he's been on campus he's met him obviously he has somewhat of a relationship with him i think that the familiarity would be a big thing right because when you bring in a coach from the outside, it's pretty much like a from scratch situation, usually, unless they had a, a, a early relationship. Like Mike Brown with, I just talked to like Raiden, Raiden Vines Bright, who's a wide receiver of IMG Academy. And he had a relationship with Mike Brown already because he Mike Brown was recruiting him at Wisconsin. So like that's a little bit of an easier transition from one school to the next. But if you bring in a guy that has no relationship with a Jadon Blair, then you have to build that thing up from scratch. Like it's it has to happen quickly, too. I think Mike Mickens' familiarity is a good thing. And ultimately, I think he's a great coach, man. Like I think he's a really good coach. I don't know how yeah, great of a safety sure. coach he is, but if you're a really good defensive back coach in general, a cornerback coach, I have to imagine you have the wherewithal and the chops to be able to be a really good coach in the secondary. So I think the familiarity would be a good thing for them. I think so as well. And, I mean, it does obviously – essentially double his recruiting responsibilities in terms of the, you know, the, the guys that he's got to count. But, uh, you know, I was thinking about it. It's like, well, no more so than a defensive line coach or an offensive line coach, for example, where you right. have more guys at those positions. So I don't see it being, I don't see it being a negative by any means, just based on no. everything we know about Mike Mickens and his own, relationship building and and just everything else and i mean look at the kind of talent that he's bringing into notre dame like i i can't see it being a negative with with him potentially nah. being in charge of all of it we know we know that he's a big stickler on fundamentals we know that he's a guy that has experience obviously on the back end both as a coach and a player obviously right so those fundamentals i think are going to translate well if he does end up being just the secondary coach instead of just the cornerback coach and I would also say this, Sean, is Mike Mickens is a different recruiter than Chris O'Leary in style. I don't think they have the same style, but Mike Mickens is a very good recruiter. He can relate to kids. I mean, I, I remember one of the best conversations I had was Devin Williams, who's in the 2025 class, a cornerback out of Buford. And he had said basically that Mike Mickens one day checked in with him and was just like, hey, hey, Devin, like, I just want to make sure. I know we have a great relationship. What can I do better? 
to to for you in this recruitment to make this a more pleasurable one that make this a better experience for him. And Devin was like, no coach had ever asked me that before. Huh. And it was so refreshing. Like it was great to hear and it helped develop the relationship even further. So I think Mike Mickens is a great recruiter. I think he's a stickler for the technique and aspects of playing the defensive back position just in general. I think it would be a pretty smooth transition. It's a lot on one person's plate, but I think coach Mickens has shown that he can make that type of transition. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Michael wants to know if you have any thoughts on uh, Max Bolo's potential as a recruiter and former linebacker or future linebacker coach. It, it a lot of good. I, I I've gotten a lot of good feedback early. I, I have. Um, now, obviously, there's been a lot of help given to him, right? Like he's got Al Golden, he's got Marcus Freeman, he's got a, you know, Marcus Freeman was a pretty dang good linebacker coach, right? So he's got that that relatability to linebackers that are on the board. But I will say. Kingston Villiamoasa, who was in the 2024 class, now on campus. Uh, Max Polo was big in that one, man. He was. Al Washington had his part. Al Golden had his part. Marcus Freeman had his part. But Max Polo was a guy that was kind of coming in late there and really had to show Kingston like, hey, man, I know ball, right? Like, and I can help you become the best version of yourself on the next level as your linebacker coach. So I think I've gotten some good early feedback. He's got some good relationships with some 2025 kids, including a couple that he's offered recently as well. So I think it would end up being very good, but obviously it is a little bit of a question mark until he's actually the number one recruiter in the board. Yeah. TBD. TBD. Jesse's yes. here. Hello, Jesse. Hello, everyone. <laughs> everyone has glasses on today. Look at this, man. That's, That's true. crazy. They say it's a sign of intelligence. <laughs> I think so. I tell my wife that all the time. It was like, you picked me out because I had glasses on. I looked very distinguished and intelligent. So I wanted to throw a couple of these up here before uh, Ryan leaves and Jesse and I jump into some rapid fire. D-Rock Irish said that according to Pete Themmel, Boston College working toward hiring Tim Lewis as the school's next defensive coordinator, longtime NFL assistant who's worked for six different franchises. Once okay. Bill O'Brien got that BC job, and I, I know that there were a lot of fans like, oh, you know, what if Al Washington or yeah, if Al Washington goes and becomes the defensive coordinator? Personally, I always felt like as the guy who finished as the runner-up, you know, in for a head coaching job, like it it would be more awkward than anything going to work for someone who you were competing for the job for. So I never felt like right. that was a realistic option. I don't know what you guys thought about that. 
I thought defensive coordinator was interesting because technically, because you're right, he he would have technically not gotten the head coaching job comparative, right? But technically, defensive line coach up to defensive coordinator is still a raise, right? Like that's still a, a promotion. That's still a, a step up in the recruiting hierarchy. I mean, in the coaching hierarchy. So I was still interested to see if that was something that Coach Washington was interested in or heavily favored in because. Sean, I know we talked about it, but he played at Boston College. He was a defensive line coach at Boston College. He spent time, obviously, on the coaching staff. So Washington does have a lot of ties in BC, but ultimately, I guess they are going a different route, which is good for Notre Dame. It's good for Notre Dame. Yeah, I think so, too, for sure. Tommy Gunn said the intelligent, you know, talking about glasses, the intelligent thing to do is get LASIK. He said, I actually got LASIK 20 plus years ago. And here's the thing. And I was about to say that they don't tell you, but they actually, the LASIK people do tell you this. If they're good people, like over time, it's probably going to wear off at some point. And you're at the very least going to need reading glasses. As it turned out, you know, like 20 plus years later, I needed much more than just reading glasses. So like LASIK, it especially depending on, you know, like the shape of your eyes and things like that, because like I had astigmatism. So, you know, that was part of why my eyes changed again. Um, LASIK is not guaranteed to last forever. So keep that in mind if you're thinking about LASIK. I'm not trying to like shoot down LASIK. They're not sponsoring anything of ours, though. But I had LASIK a long time ago. It was great while it lasted, but eventually it wore off. And here I am with these things again. So, I just haven't go. saved up the money that it would take to get LASIK. So uh, I just wear these glasses, but I'm blind without my glasses. Like I am, I cannot see. I, I would be legally blind. Yours I, do I look like, drive. like uh, Coke, Coke bottles, basically. They're thick. Yeah. <laughs> if I take these off, like I can't even see the stop sign. Like if I didn't know it was a stop sign, I wouldn't be able to read the lettering on stop sign if I were like 10 feet away, yeah, probably. Man. You know what's funny is I'm nearsighted, which means for people out there that don't have glasses, that means that you can see close, but you can't see far away. Yeah, I'm the same and way. Technically, technically, Jesse, I can drive without glasses, but I told my, my eye doctor when they told me that, I'm like, I would never do that in my life. That sounds like awful. Why would I ever do that? I don't want people to die here. That's right. Minor, these these are bifocals, which is even, you know, so it's like I got to do this to see, you know, it's like I got to look up and down sometimes to because of the near and the far and, and all that good stuff, you know. So, hey, getting old, getting old. <laughs> All right. Well, Ryan, I appreciate it. Great stuff as always. Great insights on uh, the recruiting stuff and uh, whatever you decide to do tomorrow with, with your wife or without. Happy Valentine's Day. Enjoy. You too. You too, guys. You too. Thank you, guys. Ryan, I dig the, the Phillies jacket. That's a nice Phillies jacket. Hey, man, I saw I saw Rob Thompson wear it in the playoffs this year. So I'm like, you know what? That's nice. And then I got it for Christmas. So. I was actually about to get it myself, and it was a Christmas present, though, so I didn't have to pay for it. it the nice Phillies stuff. are coming out. Oh, are they? I can't remember. The MLB announced today that, like, eight teams are getting the new City Connect jerseys this year, and I thought the Phillies mm. were one of them. They, I, I feel like I heard that on the radio on my drive this morning, so I think you are correct in that. I, I think you are. I double check that. Those are cool because yeah. they're supposed to be, like, 
you know, like related to the mm-hmm. city of Philadelphia and stuff. So I'll be yeah. interested to see what those look like. Yeah. Yeah. The Sixers have done stuff with that too, where they have like the city skyline and like yep. all that type of stuff too. So yeah, it's pretty It's dope. It's uh, bad for someone like me. They they market that stuff for people like me because they know I'll just, you know, go and buy. Go out and buy everything. Buy it all. <laughs> yep. Right. That's right. Uh, you know right, what? Folks. Before you leave, Ryan, I want to ask. Yes. Because you two are, are you know, same age demographic, basically. Yep. And I was thinking about this. Patrick Mahomes was on the McAfee mm-hmm. show today. And McAfee has become, obviously, a very he was sober guy. He, he was. He was straight up sober. Where are you guys, younger demographic, where are you guys on the McAfee show? I'm curious. I mean, I don't really watch it that much. I, I mean, I... I... I think it's entertaining times, but Pat's a little bit too much for me. <laughs> you know, like he's just a little bit. I'm more like traditional sports talk, man, where like I think you need a balance, right? Like I'm cool with guys getting uppity and getting like super like, you know, loud and all that type of stuff at times. But it's like. So you like really WFAN and, you know, like going yeah. back and forth and yeah, man. like yeah, East like Coast Intel- sports talk in- radio, pure sports I, talk I, radio is what. I listen to WIP here in Philly and like. It's, okay. It, I, I feel like I need a good balance of we can get uppity and get like super rah rah, but then also like there has to be intelligent conversations sprinkled yeah. in. And I'm not saying that there's none in Pat McAfee, but we know why people listen to that, right? Like they want the aggressive takes and the loud and all that type of stuff. It's a little bit of a shtick, obviously. Yeah, I'm the same way. Uh, I don't, I don't like seek out to put McAfee on, but if it's on, I, I wouldn't be like, oh, I'm, I absolutely need to turn this off, but. It just feels like more of a bro session rather than guys kind of actually like getting into the weeds of, of stuff. Like, and that's, that's, I think kind of what Ryan was getting at there a little bit. It just feels like it's a lot of like locker room talk rather than let's get serious at times. And like, I don't need it to be all one way or the other, but I'd like a a nice balance between the two. That is true. When he doesn't have the guests on, it's definitely more of that, you know, like with the producers and, you know, guys that he has in the studio with him, but he does have, you know, some former players who who are in there. Like, I, I still haven't really AJ figured Hawk. out why A.J. Hawk does the show because even when he's on, he doesn't really talk that he much. He doesn't talk but, much. He doesn't talk but much, I mean, no. The thing that I'll give to Mahomes is, like, as much as people want to bash Mahomes, the, like, players and coaches love him. Like, he gets everyone that he wants. I mean, just look at today. He got Patrick Mahomes on the show today. I think he said that he just had Andy Reid on and, like, he had – Caleb DeBoer, you know, like right after the Alabama stuff. And like literally when you look at his guests every day, it's it's a who's who. Like the players and coaches are not turned off by that guy by any means. He gets he gets all of them on there, you know. So I like Nick I like Nick Saban's because Nick Saban is obviously very soft or spoken and very intelligent. And Pat McAfee is like the complete opposite personality right. so it's pretty but yet they get along to see them interact. You know? yeah, yeah yeah it is that's what's crazy they I, they get along they pat, still speak the same language i just want pat to sit down and put a shirt on occasionally though man. Like, <laughs> yeah. oh, just, just you know relax. what i've noticed you know what yeah. i've noticed since like the last big because i do you know I've, I've said before you know i'll flip it on and i'll you know mm-hmm. at least put it on in the background and that's how i knew that mahomes was was on today Like, I'll put it on in the background. You know, don't always necessarily listen intently, but especially, like, depending on who the guest is. But since that last Aaron Rodgers, you know, stink came up with Jimmy Kimmel and all that stuff about a month or so 
ago. He has actually been wearing, he, he has ditched the tank tops. He has put on, he has worn actual shirts at times, even a polo that he's had on. So I guess he's trying, I think his wife is trying to, trying to help him out. Like everyone's wife, you know, is trying to help them, you know, help them out with, with that kind of stuff. We all grow up sometimes, man. We all grow up That's sometimes. That's right. I like, I like it. That's right. All right, Ryan. Take care. I'll talk to you next week. See you guys. I'm going See you, Ryan. Sounds good. So you can, of course, read all of Ryan Roberts' recruiting stuff on IB. Go to the Champions Lounge for all the inside stuff as well. You'll find it all right there. 